0: When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work
1: ethic eliminates fear, you know. So if you put forth the work, you know, what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like
0: fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for uh, tuning into our podcast today. Um, we're going to go over a few different things. Uh, probably start with a blog post I saw this week uh, to kind of reiterate what we always talk about. Um, this blog post I shared on my Instagram, uh, Jamie Plunkett Instagram, not the, the business page Instagram, Instagram. Uh, and it is a blog post, uh, which is basically just the cover, uh, or I guess it's a post that I posted on Instagram, but the blog post is a cover of a blog that uh, this other business that I follow uh, posted on their blog. Um, and the title of it is Training Versus Working Out, Know the Difference. Uh, and it's really a great blog post. The guy uh, references... Um, let's see if I can pull it up here. The guy references a client he had years ago, and how um, making the client stronger um, actually prolonged the guy's uh, bout with cancer. So I think they gave him six months in the in the blog post, and I think he lived two years. Um, <clears throat> but it just goes through. You know, are you working out? So you know what I always call PE class people are just physically active and they're not actually achieving anything besides burning calories and and being active versus um progressively improving in uh you know whatever you're doing and you know if you listen to me and if you talk to me um i think weight training is probably what you're going to get the most out of your time with um you know and it's something that takes a long time versus if if I'm trying to get somebody in cardiovascular shape I can usually do it in about a month versus if I'm trying to get somebody strong um, it may take years yeah so it's it's a big investment but it pays off uh, in great dividends so um, with this blog post uh, training versus working out and these guys talk about this a lot um, this is kind of, his name's JL Holdsworth. Uh, he's kind of from a group of guys, uh, that I've followed for a long time. And I've went to a lot of their seminars with the lead FTS. Uh, Dave Tate is owner of that business. And he has a lot of, uh, great people in the, um, fitness and nutrition industry that, uh, he sponsored. So a lot of them are sponsored, uh, bodybuilders and mainly power lifters. Um, <clears throat> but you know, about six years ago now, I started taking an interest in powerlifting because I wanted to educate myself on how to train my clients better. Um, I've always believed in, you know, weight training as the the best use of my client's time. Um, you know, but around that time, six years ago, I realized there were things that I could improve on, and I mean, I could still improve on things. Uh and I thought, you know, whenever I want to improve in in whatever endeavor it is, so earlier me and Ryan were talking about mowing yards. Um, if I want to get better at mowing yards, I wouldn't read a book about it. I wouldn't talk to a, you know, I don't think this exists, but I wouldn't talk to a professor about it. Right, right. I would go talk to somebody who's in the business, who's been in the business for years, who has proven success. Right. Um, so when it comes to getting stronger, you can read books, you can talk to professors, or you can go you know, follow the strongest people in the world and learn from them. And that's kind of how I believe in doing things. I think you guys have heard me say that before um, about bodybuilders as well. Bodybuilders are the leanest people in the world. So why wouldn't you go to them to learn how to lose fat and kind of see some of the things they're doing? Yeah, because they're in the weeds every day. Yeah. Yeah. And they have real world experience with themselves. And, you know, a lot of them have thousands of, of clients that they've achieved the same with. Um. So this this guy actually came to JL um, to uh, train with him to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which was six months from the day that he talked to him. Um, What's funny is there's a little excerpt in here. Let me see if I can find it. Um, So let's see. So this guy approached him uh, in the gym uh, he usually would come to the gym and work out three or four days a week. He always did the same thing on the treadmill and machines. I think you guys have probably heard me tell that story before you see. It's usually uh, guys, you'll see them in the gym. They they get on the treadmill and they go do chest press and bicep curls and they never change in, for 10 years because they always do the same thing. So their body adapted to that those exercises 10 years ago and it's seen no point to adapt you know, since then. <clears throat> so that's why progressive overload is so important, which is constantly increasing the intensity, the volume, whatever it may be, you know, short of hurting yourself or doing stuff that you can't do properly, but you always need to be trying to push the envelope and, and challenge your body. <clears throat> so, uh he called he he gives the guy a random name in here. He says Mike was consistent, but he was working out, not training. He told me his friend was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and he wanted to do it with him. He asked me what he needed to do to get ready, and I said, lose 50 pounds. The man laughed and then realized I was serious. I like this guy. (laughs) We began a discussion that turned into a training plan for him to climb Mount Kilimanjaro six months from that day. This plan included two days a week of training with me, two days a week of planned activity and some simple modifications to his nutritional strategies. The number of days he was committed to coming in didn't change, but with a key goal in mind, he set a plan in place and went from working out to training. Over the next six months, Mike trained and followed the plan. He lost 50 pounds and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Cool, right? That, however, is not the end of the story. He continued to train. After he got back, a couple years later, Mike was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. It was bad. Doctors gave him three, six months to live. He had a big surgery, did all the treatments, but the one thing he didn't stop doing was training. This man made it almost two years, and the doctors told him it was only because of being in such good shape. As I sat at Mike's funeral, his family spoke of all the extra time they got to spend with him because of his training he had done. I was brought to tears. I truly realized for the first time in my life how impactful my work is. Um... And then he goes on to say, I tell this story to illustrate just how powerful it can be to move from working out to training. His changes didn't ask for any more time than he was already spending. The only real thing that changed was that he suddenly had a plan. Working out is just random exercise with no plan. This is not a bad thing. Physical activity is always good for your health, but it doesn't mean it will help you reach any of your physical goals. Mike would go from one machine to the next, to the other with no set plan of what he was trying to accomplish. He would get on the treadmill and just get his time in. Once he started training, everything he did in the gym had had purpose. Every exercise was built on the previous one, and all of his time on the treadmill was programmed to accomplish a specific goal. Exercise without a plan is like driving without a map. You You will spend the same amount of time, but who knows where you will end up. The next thing Mike did is what I would encourage anyone who wants results from exercise to do. He hired a performance coach. Yes, I happen to be that coach, but even if I pay someone to coach me in my own training today, or but even I pay someone to coach me in my own training today, I truly believe that anyone who is serious about making progress with their body needs to hire a coach. I have the technical knowledge to write my own plan, but I am too emotionally invested in my own plan to make things ideal. This is what I wanted the Spot Athletics to be. This is why I wanted the Spot Athletics to be a private training facility where everyone worked with a coach. It doesn't matter if it's personal training small or large group training, having a coach develop your workout, coach you through the movements and hold you accountable is priceless. No matter what you know, you won't be able to achieve achieve it training by yourself. Um, I think that pretty much covers yeah, that's the a, big I, points I wanted to yeah. get out of that.
0: It's a great story. I mean, and again, it goes back to the You know, I know you talk about. He talked about driving without a map, and you always talk about going to college and just going to a, just going to whatever class you feel like going to that day. Which is, yeah. But it's it's a great analogy, and I mean, like you said, you see a lot of guys doing it, but I think it's just one of those things we get in the habit, and in our mind, we're just ticking a box. You know, we're getting to the gym, we're we're doing, we're going for a run, we're 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 lifting whatever it is, and it's just, you know, we're such creatures of habit, all of us, that once you get into that. That habit it can become a rut if you're doing the wrong stuff, which is, it, it doesn't mean that you're like he said you're not. It's not bad, but if you're not doing the right stuff, then you're doing the wrong stuff. You know? Yeah. I mean,
1: it's it's pretty much <clears throat> that simple. I'm actually going to uh, continue reading this because I feel like it's valuable. Okay. Um, I've told this before. I f- I I hate reading stuff off when we're doing this, but. I do feel like this is valuable. So
0: yeah, and it's not. This is such a. It's so nice because one of the things that that you do a lot on this podcast and that we kind of do is you talk about the industry, and it's so easy to point out. There's so much negative negative stuff going on out there, and so much misinformation. It's really nice to see when people are doing the right thing, and you know, they're um, they're not taking the easy way out, which is the, you, you know, the, like you said. Uh, the the most profitable way and and selling uh entertainment and whatnot they're they're actually teaching people the right thing it's so good to see that and highlight it
1: yeah and uh along that same note that was a big thing about all these guys um with elite fts and some of the other guys i follow for years i thought i was the the odd one i thought maybe i had it wrong um You know, when I worked at the big gyms and they were doing, you know, like body blade stuff and balancing on Bosu balls and all this crap, I was I was the only one who said that's that's not right. You were the odd man out, and uh, it led me to question myself a lot. Sure, and uh, finding these guys and other guys that are are similar um, is really a breath of of fresh air and made me realize I'm not on the wrong path. you know, which is, you know, something you figure out as you get older. Yeah. Uh, but when you're young, you know, you question a lot, at least I did, uh, not knowing, well, maybe maybe I got it wrong.
0: Well, yeah, when you're, especially when you're young, you're like, these people, if they're all doing it, if yeah. that whole philosophy, yeah. they can't, these guys all can't be wrong, but that's just the, you know, most people are content to jump in and, and go with the tide, you know what I mean? Even though, even if the tide is not necessarily going the right direction.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I say this a lot. I don't know if I've ever said it on this podcast, but man, I, get, I worry about getting fired every day. Yeah. Even to this day. Yeah. You know, from my clients. So I would look at doing something on the BOSU ball versus making them do squats or something. And I'm like, I need to get them results. Right. If right. I don't get them res- I mean, I can get fired if I do get them results, let alone if I don't get them right. results. <laughs> right. You know, right. right. Um, so I've kind of always had that, that mindset of, you know, you're only as good as your last performance. Sure, sure. So, uh, but I'll continue reading this, and um, you know we'll pick up some some good points out of this. The last thing that differentiates training from merely working out is having a holistic view of your life and how it relates to your training. When Mike was working out, he looked at his exercises as a standalone activity that needed checked off the to-do list, like you just said. Yeah. When he moved to training, I taught him that the time in the gym was impacted by everything he did outside the gym. What he put in his body, his stress levels, sleep, hydration, mindset, even his relationships with family and friends all needed to be considered to make progress in his training. This man did an amazing job of making small changes in his sleep and nutrition, and along with the planned exercise, he went to a level of fitness he didn't know was possible. Any coach you work with should be making you aware of these lifestyle factors. But if you're struggling to make the necessary changes, then I recommend getting life, getting a lifestyle coach. You must ensure you are making progress in the 23 hours per day you are not in the gym training. <clears throat> um, and then he kind of closes up here. Let me see if there's anything important here. Okay. Um, hmm. I guess the last thing he says here, make sure that the time you are spending in the gym is well spent. Have a plan, have a coach, and have a holistic approach. The difference will change and possibly even save your life. So um, that was a little blog post I saw maybe on Wednesday or something, and then I shared it. Uh, But like I said, it is refreshing to see these little things every so often. You don't see them a lot. Um, I mean, you might find... I don't know five of these out of a hundred. Yeah, and especially when you get a
0: story that's that. Um, I mean, you're you guys are impacting people's lives, but when you see it, really, like with the cancer thing tied in on top of it, I mean, yeah. what it's it's a phenomenal story. And the crazy thing is, so. Jamie and I, we, we talk via text almost every day or, or, you know, message or whatever, but, so he'll send me this stuff and he sent me that, I don't know what day it was, like he said, a couple days ago, but right, literally like an hour later, he was in his car and there was a, uh, a commercial on the radio and I get, I get that, I get that blog post, which I read and, and then I spent some time checking those guys out and they do, look. it seems like they've got a really good thing going on. I think they're up in Ohio, like I'd said, but then, like I said within an hour two hours I get a, another text of just a, like Jamie in his car like shooting his phone like shooting video of, of of a of a local radio station and a commercial for supplements uh a supplement commercial here in in town and I get and I, I hadn't checked it, so I opened it up and I see the blog post and then like an hour later I see this and it's like, and then there's this shit or something <laughs> like that right underneath it, which is, is so funny. We're talking about, what are we going to talk about today? I'm like, well, we always, it, you know, it's so, there's so much stuff to pick apart in this industry that we wanted to highlight something positive, but it's like you can't, you can't even avoid the, like, y- you get in your car, you're turning on the radio and you're getting bombarded with this stuff and and that that spot was, it was about the, uh, one of the key talking points was something about um, maximizing your thyroid, optimizing, optimizing, your optimizing thyroid, your thyroid, and optimizing your your resting metabolism. If I'm not mistaken, and it's one of those things where, you know, it it's just it's 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 a perfect example of what you said because we had that whole story, went through the whole the whole pod, the, the whole um, the whole blog post, and then literally within an hour you're out in the real world and you're just getting hit clobbered over the head with nonsense by people trying to sell you stuff and i mean jamie you know that there is a place a time and a place for supplements yeah right i mean and and that's that's the thing it's like i I don't want to sit there and I i don't want you to be like oh you should never get supplements but this commercial was pointed at the average person that has probably 15 to a hundred pounds to lose. And they're sitting there selling these magic bullet. And there's always the, well, you know, you have to do the diet and exercise too. There's always that thrown in there. But what's crazy is like, you can leave everything out else out of that commercial. Cause that commercial is not, this is not, that spot was not intended for power lifters, bodybuilders. Uh, it wasn't intended for people like you. It was intended for people like me, yeah. <laughs> people who are out of shape. And it's just, I don't know. It just, it it, it just spoke it spoke truth to so like everything that you preach and everything that you, that you talk about. And it was just a, there's no better analogy of just just those two texts back to back right there. You know,
1: it's crazy. Yeah. Um, now I want to go back to something you said with the supplements. Um, I don't see a purpose for that supplement. Right. 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 Yeah, well and that's
0: again that was something that's like a it's something you take that's like you said it's supposed to optimize
1: your It's just horse shit. They're saying yeah. you take I mean what's funny is they've got a male formula and a female formula. And yeah, they're saying it's going to op- optimize your your metabolism and you know, it's got 11 servings of vegetables in it or some shit. Like why don't you just eat vegetables? Right. I mean, it's kind right. of a new idea, but Yeah. Um You know, and the supplements I take, I take vitamin D, I take salt, which, you know, a lot of people could just salt their foods, which, you know, that's a thing that, you know, we've been told salt's bad for you. It's actually not. It actually helps with digestion, helps with energy. Um, The salt that's bad for you is the salt that's in all the processed shit we eat. So um, if you're eating a non-processed diet in the way you should be, you know, you need salt in your diet. Um, So vitamin D, salt... Um, some other useful ones that I don't necessarily take, you know, magnesium, um, you know, other than that, there's not a whole lot of supplements I recommend, you know, I, in, in, in that regard, if somebody is having some issues, then I'll probably send them to a doctor before I recommend they do anything and, and, you know, see, see what their blood levels are and then go from there. Um, but the biggest thing everybody needs to do which I've got a story on this I forgot about is improve their sleep which almost everybody's is bad it's I mean I to me I I cannot I don't understand how we've got to a point where people don't understand the importance of sleep and nutrition and they don't associate disease with poor sleep and poor nutrition yeah um so that's usually the first thing I address is what are you eating so what are you putting in your body and then how much sleep are you getting a night? Right. You know, we're supposed to get eight hours of sleep a night, and I would even say that's a little short. I don't do that myself. I do the best I can. I nap during the day. I own a business, so I work a lot. Um, I try to catch up on the weekends. Um, but I understand the importance of it. That, that to me, is the the first step. And when I see a lot of people, they're like, oh, I didn't even know it was important. Yeah. well, I mean, it's just like, are you... I don't understand how we've gotten to a point where people don't understand the importance of sleep, um, which, you know, maybe I'm taking it for granted and don't realize um, that at one point I didn't understand it either. I, I don't remember, but, uh, um, and, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I started understanding the importance of sleep because, like I've told, like I've said, I was overweight when I was younger, so I realized you know i think in my 20s hey the more i sleep the leaner i am right you know so right. i kind of i kind of approach it from a, a vanity standpoint but as i've you know educated myself more on you know internal health and overall health you know you can't help but stumble upon the health benefits of sleep um so yeah we address nutrition and then look at sleep and i mean generally 99% of people that walk on our door if we can get them to sleep 8 hours a night and stop eating processed foods, they're going to lose a lot of weight. Yeah. And that goes that's without exercise. I wouldn't recommend that because you're going to lose muscle tissue if you're not lifting weights when you lose weight or you can. It's not necessarily going to happen, but you know, weight training is going to improve your body composition, which is why it's important. Um but a little story about this person that came in, it was a previous client. Um and she comes in, and she's a year older than me. And she sends me a text last week, and it's a picture of her feet and her uh, yeah, <laughs> picture of her feet and her hands, and she's got edema, so she's got swelling. Oh, you didn't know where I was going with that? Did I did you? not. I was <laughs> I was really excited. I, I can tell you what I was hoping for, but the feet and hands, you missed it. So uh, she's got some swelling, um, and she's she's thirty eight, I, I believe. Um. So she's young. 38, 39, yeah, young. And she's like, I can't pick anything up with my hands. They're so screw- you know, they're screwed up. My feet hurt all the time, yada, yada, yada. Something that somebody who's 38 shouldn't be experiencing. Uh, so she doesn't know if she can work out. She wants to start working out again. Her diet is not very good. So she came in on Monday to meet with me and talk to me, you know, and I get to talking to her. So... Her diet is not very good. It's, she sounds like she doesn't eat a whole lot. A lot of times, um, sounds like she's on her feet all day, and then we get to sleep. Mm-hmm. They don't go to bed until one in the morning. A lot of times, which to me, I don't care what your your life is. I mean, there's um, over overnight work is considered a carcinogen. Yeah, so you know, we need to be going to bed, I can't remember the exact time, but, you know, if you look at our circadian rhythm, I think I'm saying that right, um, there's certain hours when we're supposed to be asleep, and like I said, I work a lot, so I'm not perfect, so I'm just, you know, um, saying what our body prefers, but going to bed at one when you're not working until midnight or something, to me, that's just inexcusable which maybe this person is but i know from talking to her she also could make some changes and she's doing that um but so they don't go to bed till one a lot of times she says she'll she'll lay in bed and stare at the ceiling till three in the morning good lord and then get up at six or seven eight maybe you know so so i said okay i said slow down a minute i said (laughs) how many hours of sleep do you get a night on average seven days a week so she thought about it five hours. I said, okay. So, in, um, you know, 365 days in a year, you're three hours short yeah. per day. So you're 2,000 hours short in a year. You know, and she also thinks she has uh, rheumatoid arthritis. So, um, you know, and a lot of times, and I see this a lot too with people that I follow that are a lot smarter than I am, uh, that are in the health industry, some are doctors um <clears throat> you know some have just been doing this for 30 years uh and they talk about the diseases that start to present themselves when we're unhealthy um and as i've seen as as far as uh one person that i follow followed uh he's since passed away and i highly respect suggested that um alzheimer's dementia and that sort of thing are related to uh, poor, uh, poor insulin sensitivity and diabetes, basically. And if you think about it, if you think about how you know what diabetes is and and how your body is not ab- absorbing the nutrients it should because it's in a diabetic state. Um, well, if your brain cells are doing the same, which you know I'm of the understanding that all the cells in your body are going to be um, you know negatively affected by this. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I've actually had clients. I had a client a year or two ago whose father-in-law was 85, and uh, she told me a similar story of how he couldn't remember, he hadn't said her name in a year and hadn't said his son's name in six months. They move him out of the house, and he goes to a home, you know, and in the home, they're feeding him three times a day. Within weeks... He's remembering people's names again. So Crazy. that's that's just one instance. Um, my big thing is is why aren't more people talking about this? And then also, you know, it it certainly isn't going to hurt anything to try it, right? You know, um, I don't know. It's just interesting. But anyway, with this this individual, you know what bothers me and this is about a lot of things when it comes to health we always want to blame it on something we always want to say we're broken i've got a sweet tooth i've got arthritis i've got this whatever it is yeah but you're also eating like shit right you're also 2,000 hours short of rest a year so i think she said she's been living this way for the last three years that is six thousand hours. Right. So, if if another way to think about that is you have stayed awake for six hundred nights in the last. Isn't that right? Isn't that, isn't uh, that right?
0: So yeah, do six thousand divided by twenty-four, whatever that is. Six
1: thousand divided. What do we the, say? Six thousand. Yeah, divided by eight. So, okay, I'm doing that wrong. So. so is it 6 um, now I'm all screwed up or 8 hours of sleep 6000 yeah 6000 divided by 8 um so 8 goes into to 5600 uh 700 times so i believe that's 700 nights of sleep that they're short on which sounds like that doesn't sound right so let me do that again let's see 2000 a year so let me run that back 3 hours a night times 365 days a year that's a thousand. Sorry, I got that how the hell did I screw that up? I don't know. Yeah, it's a thousand. So I was saying so that's how that's how it is. So essentially in three years you're gonna be over three thousand hours short on sleep, which is basically gonna be four hundred nights, a little shorter than four hundred nights. Um that you basically just stayed up. Yeah, sleepless nights. That's a huge problem. And I don't, to me, I guess what I'm saying is I don't understand how people don't understand the importance of that. I think a lot of times people don't think about it because generally when I say it to people, then like a light bulb goes off. They're like, oh, that makes sense. And it seems like for me, I just know that I, I know my mindset's in the toilet,
0: but I don't sleep. I'm grumpy. I'm, you know, I want to eat everything in sight, you know, all that. Like I can, at this point, like I can recognize those things. My question is if, like if you go into bed at 1am and you're it's that's i mean and i had a i look i lived i was a musician i played in bars forever and it did it 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 really messes with you when you're up until 3 4 5 in the morning regularly even if you sleep till 10 or 12 in the morning you're still not quite right but if you're the thing that for, that really stood out to me is laying in bed for 2 hours before you fall asleep that's a, I mean, there's, I always think there's got to be some kind of stress or anxiety or something, caffeine, keep, something, yeah, something yeah, it, yeah, whether it's a physical stimulus, like you said, caffeine or something mental or emotional where you're thinking about finances or your kids or somebody's sick or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it is keeping you up at night. But that is, I mean, I, I just, I love sleep so much. Yeah, like I, 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 everybody should. I mean, I, I, it's my favorite thing in the world. Which is, it's mm-hmm. weird to say that.
1: There's nothing wrong with but that. I, I, say the same thing. I told.
0: I was sitting there. I mean, I'm to the point now where, uh, now that I don't have to be up late, like I'm, I love going to bed as early as you know. Because I, I like getting <laughs> up early too. Because I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm stealing. If I get up like at five a.m., I feel like I'm stealing those three hours, like three extra hours I have where people aren't bothering me and I can get stuff done. You know. Yep. But. Anyway, so, so where did you leave it with, with this gal? Is she
1: is – she, uh... um, Well, she's she's going to start next week, I believe, is the plan. And um, so the plan for this week was to get eight to ten hours of sleep a night. The first night – let's see. I text her to see how she did the first night. I didn't text her yesterday because I do not want to be a bother. But um, let's see. She said she thought she got six to seven hours of sleep, which, that's better, but uh, I think we could still work on it. Um, <clears throat> said she drank a lot more water. Um, let's see. She said she wasn't feeling better yet, but that was just after one day, so I mean, it's yeah. not going to change after one day. But, sure. um I do think it'll turn around fairly quick, but I, m- my thing is, and if she's listening to this, I'm not talking bad about her but my thing is is i just feel like we're so quick to blame things on you know arthritis or whatever it is you know along those same lines i had a client years ago um who was a runner and he was early to mid 50s at the time i think and we would do lunges and it would hurt his big toe tremendously yeah so he like i'd ask him on a scale of one to ten how bad does it hurt hurts it's an eight and uh hair on there and uh, so it hurt on an eight on a scale of one to ten when he would do lunges so basically when his big toe would be would be folded back or stretched or whatever you want to call it, it was a back foot um, so he goes to the doctor and the doctor says he has arthritis i was like yeah you may have arthritis but your calves are tighter than shit too so I would stick his calves and it would go from an eight to a two hmm you know, so, I mean, that's totally different, right? Yeah, right, right, right. But to me, it's the same shit. Like, we're, we're so quick to say I'm broken. Right. I just have arthritis. Can't fix it. Well, have you tried that? Like, and I was raised, man, we didn't go to the doctor for nothing growing up. Yeah. Um, and we it's just not something we did, you know? So I'm just... I, if somebody tells me something's broken I'm like yeah bullshit. I'll see if I can fix it on my own right 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 you know I mean that's you know some people listen to that maybe well that's not a very good attitude but um, I'm just you know if, if somebody spends five minutes with me I'm gonna have trouble believing
0: you know what they say I guess right well and a lot of it too is like well it, it, even if you have a condition are you still uh, are you doing everything in your power to make that to make your situation better regardless of that condition so like i remember like sometimes be we like oh well you know i've like my family look my mom died of copd when she was 53 years old right well her family was predisposed to lung issues but she started smoking when she was 12. yeah i love my mom she's a phenomenal human being but it's like so my family i'm predisposed to lung issues mm-hmm. so I've never smoked it. it's one of those things where it's like yeah there's things you can't control like being predisposed to certain things The so things you can which if you're you know if you're predisposed to diabetes or whatever so that means you should be taking those as many steps as you possibly can to counter that on your own along with you know, I think I told you about the, the neighbor I used to have and this guy I mean this guy he had diabetes and he just used insulin like, like he would just like he would take it with him so he could have like he would bounce. He used it like it was like a like a bounce. He'd eat like hand.
1: shit and then take an injection. Yes, yeah, I've yes. seen that before.
0: And I was just I, my mind was I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I could not wrap my head around that. Well, there's that, a that lot mindset. of people.
1: There's a lot of people who just take their health for granted. Yeah,
0: I mean, so but anyway, I, that it's just well, I'm glad she's I'm glad she came in to see you and hopefully she'll get. Uh, you know, she'll start getting getting her sleep under control and get back on track and stuff for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I've seen that a lot. Of, I've seen the, you know, misdiagnosis or whatever it is a lot. I've seen a lot with joints and stuff. And I guess my big thing is, is to me, when you go to somebody and they're going to diagnose you with something, but then they don't ask you the basics. Yeah. You know, okay, well, you've got a lot of swelling. How's your diet? Like that. that to me is a huge part of it. Yeah, how how's your sleep? Well, if they're not asking those things, then how valid is the rest of what they're saying? I guess is you know right. Same thing with that client with arthritis in his toe. Well, how tight is or his calves? Yeah, you know how tight are the muscles that attach to the toe? Could that right. be what's making the toe hurt? Yeah, but because I mean the thing is, is, I don't know. I there's 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 just a lot you have to look at when you when somebody has problems and i feel like they just skip over a lot of that stuff because they're in such a hurry and i don't blame doctors it's just it's just the way the world is today but sure um yeah anyway last thing we're going to talk about yeah. is the challenge and how we're doing on that we are we have one week left it's 25 days so we're 18 days deep into this thing yeah and so far, we've lost... So through two weeks, we lost 220 pounds. Um, so we have a couple males who've lost a little over 15 pounds. We've got a female who's lost 12. Um, and another female who's lost 10, I believe. No, we have a male, another male who's lost 12 and then a female who's lost 10. I think those are the big ones. Um, <clears throat> so... You know i think for the most part they are you know what happens a lot of times with these challenges people come in and they're you know eating the way the average person does they you know eat fast food um, they eat out on the weekends they drink alcohol and all that stuff and you know it's kind of like we were just talking about they they stop doing those things and their body will drop a lot of stomach volume and a lot of water yeah um so you'll see you know a big loss really quick and then it, it slows down and you know really what it should be once you lose that initial large amount it should be about one percent of your weight a week you know so one to three pounds depending on the person yeah. um but that's how we're doing on the challenge so far um you know the big thing we try to do on that just like we do with everybody else is we're trying to work on lifestyle behavior change which right. kind of goes back to that that initial blog post we were talking about but uh, i think that's mainly everything we we're going to discuss today. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it all. So, so thanks for tuning in today. Um, Ryan will give you all the the good stuff, but have a good day. Thank you.
0: Hey, appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, um, make sure you reach out to us on Instagram at plunkett underscore fitness. If you have any questions, concerns, or things you'd like to hear addressed on the podcast. And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Tell your friends about this. Please be sure to rate comment and subscribe. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Plunket Fitness Project. Please share with your friends, subscribe,
1: rate and review. For more info visit our website plunketfitness.com.